It's unnecessary roughness. Oh, this is a great start for the Raiders preseason. The defense, two sacks and forced a three and out. The offense trying to go down and score. It's Samir White getting the push. And he's in. Touchdown Raiders on the opening drive of the preseason. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Q. And here we go, Raider Nation, back at it for another three hours. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And the first time in a long time we've been able to say, coming off the heels of an NFL game, off of Raiders football, as we were able to see it at Allegiant Stadium yesterday afternoon, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. And not that the score matters, not that wins and losses matter, but the Raiders come away with a really good job, I thought, offensively and defensively, come away with the 34-7 victory over San Francisco. And again, like it's the wins and losses don't really matter, but the way that you get there does. And I thought it was well done by the Raiders, both offensively and defensively. We'll, of course, have a lot of reaction to what we saw on Sunday, a lot of players that stood out, players that didn't stand out, or whatever your feedback is, we'll get throughout the course of the show. Always excited and uh, fired up about being able to have a few hours to talk some Raiders football with you. Coming off the JT The Brick Show, I thought he did a really good job on the broadcast yesterday. Uh, some really good highlights. Him, Lincoln Kennedy, and Eric Allen, I thought, did a really good job. And then Jason Horowitz and Rich Gannon did a great job on the TV side of things. So we were able to switch things up just a little bit uh, throughout the course of the preseason. We'll continue that this week as the Raiders will take on the Rams and then the following week as well as they'll take on the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, myself and Donald Penn actually did the pregame and the postgame show and had a lot of fun with that. And uh, I'll keep that up coming up, like I said, the next couple of weeks uh, throughout the course of the preseason. Then once the regular season gets here, then it's all back to normal, right? Back to what we always do, which is just fine as well. Just having that opportunity is something that gets me excited and gets me pretty pumped up. So we got a lot of time uh, to get your feedback throughout the course of the show, and you know we'll do that at 702-365-9200 and also our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r And since I was doing the pre- and the post-game show, I wasn't able to go and do Raider locker room and jump into the locker room after the game like I normally would, but have no fear. Lindsey Brown, Clay Baker, uh, Chris Chapman all stepped up to the, the plate and went into the locker room and collected a lot of sound and I thought they did a really good job. So we'll bring you some of the sounds from the Raiders locker room following the game. We'll do that throughout the course of the show as well, as along with our guests that we have coming up. Speaking of our guests coming up in about eh, less than 10 minutes, we'll have the guy that I did the pregame and the postgame show, former Raider offensive lineman Donald Penn. Uh, he did a really good job. It was the very first time that he had ever done a pre- or postgame show. It was the very first time I ever, ever done the full pre- or postgame show. And, you know, there could be a couple bumps and bruises along the way, but for the most part, we had a really good time. Thought we did a good job and got everybody ready for uh, Raider football and then, you know, wrapped everything up from uh, the Modelo Lounge there at Allegiant Stadium. The final two games of the preseason for the Raiders are on the road, so there will be no more Allegiant Stadium. And to think about it, we won't be back in Allegiant Stadium until week three of the regular season when the Pittsburgh Steelers come to town. So that, I was glad to be able to embrace what we, what we were able to do yesterday at Allegiant, but then realized it was kind of bittersweet because it was a tease knowing that we're not going to be back in there for a handful of weeks. But uh, if you're going to have a tease, you might as well have a good one. And what I would say that what the Raiders were able to put on film on Sunday was a really good show, a really good uh, start to the 2023 preseason. And now Josh McDaniels, and I know nobody wants to hear this, is now 5-0 and <laughs> when it comes to preseason football. Only the Baltimore Ravens would be more proud, right? I mean, the Baltimore Ravens, they are, I don't know what's, 
what their thing is, but they're 24. They've won 24 straight preseason games. That's pretty incredible. Again, wins and losses don't matter in the preseason, but uh, they've got something going on there in Baltimore. They're not going to give it up, but Josh McDaniels is right behind them, 5-0 and uh, in the preseason as the Raiders head coach. So Donald Penn, former Raider offensive lineman, again, he was part of the pre- and post-game show yesterday from Allegiant Stadium, will join us at about 2.10. We have plenty of sound. We'll hear from uh, Aiden O'Connell and the job that he did. And, of course, we'll talk about Aiden O'Connell quite a bit on the show today. Uh, Duke Shelley, cornerback that should have had an interception, came up with some pretty big plays, but should have had an interception in the end zone that actually resulted in a 49er touchdown, the only 49er touchdown. We'll hear from him in the locker room. Max Crosby, Roderick Teamer, guys that my guy Chris Chapman was able to catch up to, have a little one-on-one action. You'll hear from them as well. And, uh, yeah, like I said, plenty of sound to get to. Coach McDaniels, he met with us earlier today by way of Zoom, and unfortunately, his Zoom froze up about, I don't know, five, six minutes into it, and everything got called off. So really didn't get too much out of the the Zoom. There's a couple little sound bites that I want you to hear, so we'll get that in the show as well. It's still the summer. Uh, It's the Lotus Summer of Fun. It's the final week, so we're going to get you hooked up. We're going to get you qualified for Aviators tickets, which will get you one step closer to the Lotus Summer of Fun. I'll let you know exactly where we're going to send you a little bit later on in the show as well. And you know we'll always bring a topic to the table. But besides Donald Penn joining the show, we'll also hear from Coach Mike Martz. He was the engineer of the greatest show on turf. He was turf. He was the offensive coordinator for that Rams team. He's been a sh- part of the show before. He'll join us because he put out a piece on 33rdteam.com. He was doing kind of previews for the season for all these teams. So he put the Las Vegas Raiders 2023 season preview. McDan- <clears throat> McDaniels Garoppolo team up. So he's pretty excited about the the pairing of Jimmy Garoppolo with head coach Josh McDaniels. So we'll talk about why he's pumped up, what he's seeing from Jimmy G, who he thinks could be some uh, standout players for the silver and black, and what his expectations for the season are. We'll talk all things uh, Raiders football with coach Mike Martz coming up at 3.30 from the 33rdteam.com. So those are the only two guests that we have live on the show today, Donald Penn and coach Mark Mike Martz. But again, like I said, we'll hear from you We'll definitely get a lot of locker room sound in as uh, that was collected yesterday at Allegiant Stadium. And, uh, and then, of course, we'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels, who met with the media a little earlier today by way of Zoom since they're already in L.A. as they're getting ready for joint practices on Wednesday and Thursday. And then they'll prepare to take on the Rams come Saturday. So all that's on the way in today's show. The question that I want to throw out there, and we'll get the question thrown out there before we get into the opening drive because Donald Penn will kick us off on the opening drive. Without being over the top, how encouraged are you by the way the team played on Sunday, in particular the defense? And I asked the question because the defense from the jump was flying around. From the very beginning, from the very first drive that the 49ers had the ball, the, the Raiders' defense made life very uncomfortable for one Trey Lance. Two out of the first three plays were sacks. My guy had two three and outs on his very first two possessions, and that was forced by the Raiders' defense. So, again, how encouraged are you? Something that we've been talking about quite a bit Uh, about the defense in particular, and I was just glad sitting up in the press box watching what was going on that we were actually starting to see it, right? It was something that, that, okay, that's what Q's been talking about. That's what Vinny's been talking about. That's what Vic Tavers been talking about that's been going on in practice. Guys playing or running around, flying around pretty fast and looking like they're they're playing with a purpose and that they're understanding what they're doing. So the first question I have, again, how encouraged are you by the way the team played on Sunday, and in particular, the defensive side of things. And then, what stood out to you the most by the performance of quarterback Aiden O'Connell? And that's, I wanted to make that a separate question in itself. I didn't want to just plump that into what were your, your, feed, you know, your takeaways from the game? Because I think Aiden O'Connell deserved, I think he earned his own question. 
right, to be his own topic because he went out there, and for me in particular, watching this guy that had just got his very first NFL start, you wouldn't have known it. It, it never looked like the moment was too big. Now, I'm not anointing him the next coming of Tom Brady or this, that, and the other. I'm not saying he's even a franchise quarterback for the Silver and Black because that was one preseason game, and you don't want to overreact to what you saw in one preseason game. But, man, it never looked like he was overwhelmed by the moment. It never looked like he had butterflies going in his belly. And please believe he did. <laughs> There's no doubt. I mean, you, you couldn't help but to have some butterflies in your belly. Hell, Donald Penn told, told me on the pregame show, even all the years he was in the league, his very first game of the season, he would always have, you know, a little bit butterflies in his belly. So even a veteran gets butterflies at times. So I know that Aiden O'Connell had them, but you wouldn't know it by seeing them, by watching what he was able to do. He really put it out there, and I thought did a heck of a job, 15 for 18, 141 yards and a touchdown, took one sack. But the one play that I think stood out to me the most that really described how cool Aiden O'Connell was on Sunday was the play where uh, a 49er defender came untouched and was going to drill him and sack him, and he just ducked down. He's not a mobile guy. He's not a guy that you're going to see run around the yard. He ducked down, avoid the sack, and then was able to throw the ball to a wide receiver, and it was an incompletion. But because he kept that play alive, the 49er defender actually held the wide receiver, so then it became a holding penalty, and boom, 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 first down Raiders because of the penalty. So it wasn't even a completion. But that play right there and that awareness of, oh, here comes the defender. Let me get out of the way, try to shake this a little bit, and then get rid of the rock or at least deliver it near a wide receiver really stood out in a major way to me. And that, I mean, that's something that you don't normally see from a rookie making his very first start. And he played a lot of football on Sunday. So that was what really stood out to me, just the poise in the pocket. I guess that's the best way to describe it. If I'm saying what stood out to you the most about the performance from Aiden O'Connell, Poise in the pocket from a rookie getting his very first NFL start. So that was a big deal. So those are the questions that I have for you. 69187, keyword R&R. When we don't have a guest, you can call us at 702-365-9200. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. And helping us kick off the opening drive is my brother, my partner, my guy that had the pregame and the postgame show with me. That's former Raider offensive lineman Donald Penn. And DP, thanks so much for your time. I know you're back in L.A. You got football practice that you're about to have, but how much fun did you have for Alumni Weekend Sunday at Allegiant Stadium? Oh, man, I had a great time. It, it, it was, um, I mean, Mr. David does it like no other. Seeing all the old guys and catching up with them, getting all the old stories, even talking to, like, the older guys that came before me and getting some, seeing how much respect they have for me, seeing some old friends. And that win against the 49ers, against our rivals, doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, and you know, and you mentioned it on the pregame and the postgame show that no other organization does it like the Raiders when it comes to the alumni, and it really trickles down from Al Davis. But as a player that played on on multiple teams, how much do you appreciate the the love that they show to the alumni? I mean, I love. I'm, I've been there every year that they started, and I, I really do appreciate it because something that's different with the Raiders is they invite anybody. It was some guys that only played with the Raiders for a week, only with the Raiders for a couple of days only with the Raiders for a year. Some guys are there for the Raiders for 14 years. You know, so it was a whole variety of guys. They invite everybody back. And, and it's the true meaning of once a Raider, always a Raider. 
Former Raider offensive lineman Donald Penn joins us here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. One thing that you pointed out pregame you wanted to see and then postgame you saw was a lot of the run game and the fact that the Raiders were able to establish that early and they ended up having 35 carries on the day. How important was that that they were able to establish that, that run game, especially with a rookie quarterback getting his first start? Uh, being a being a former offensive lineman, anytime you get the run game going, it makes the game so much easier. It makes the flow so much better. And for the Raiders to be able to do that without having Josh and Vermeer, um and those guys showing showing up in the offensive line, they look good. I, the right tackle spot, I thought both guys did very, very, very well. So this week I'm going to be excited to see the offensive line with Parm and Alex um, getting some work against Aaron Donald. I'm going to be very excited. I'm going to be out there Wednesday, hopefully. So um, I'm going to be very excited to see that. And that's going to be some great work for these guys going forward. You mentioned post game that you were going to go find your Cadillacs and take them out there talking about your cleats. Did you find your Cadillacs yet? Yep, yep. I keep them at the locker room. I'm about to put them on right now for practice. Uh, nice. I'm high school football. I'm on my way to practice right now. There you go. There you go. Again, Donald Penn is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So Aiden O'Connell, i got to ask a question about the young man. Uh, he didn't look like a rookie to me on Sunday. What did you see from that guy getting his first start? Now, he looked very impressive. I, I, was, I was shocked. I'm not even going to lie. I didn't. I didn't expect for him to come in, you know, as a rookie and and really come 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 in and command the game like that. That tells you that he has a very very true and a very very good understanding of the offense. I mean, he made some check downs. He uh, audible to plays some run plays to the other side, and he did a great job of of manning that offense and controlling it. It, it kind of seemed like he's been here before. It did. It looked like he was very comfortable, and I know that Coach McDaniel's scheme is not the easiest to pick up, but DP, it feels like Aiden O'Connell not only has the arm strength, not only has the poise in the pocket, but he has it between the ears where he understands the game and sees how it develops. Is that something that you saw from him as well? Yeah, and that's a, that's a great thing going forward. Because we got, you know, we got Jimmy. We didn't get him for a long-term deal, and if uh, Aiden could keep, could keep developing it, keep showing us these these bright signs. I can't wait to see more of him. I'm, I'm really excited. I can't wait to see more of him this weekend. Yeah, he looked good. He really did, and I expect to see a whole lot more of him on uh, Saturday against the Rams and then again against the Cowboys to close out the preseason. So on the defensive side of things, these guys were flying around. They were trying to get their hands on the ball. They left a couple out there on the field, but they were also able to come up with a couple. How important was it that it didn't look like they were thinking? They were just running around playing. Oh, man, it looked like a totally different energy out there um, from the defense. I mean, they were flying around. Uh, they were getting to the quarterback. They were getting their hands on the ball, had a couple of uh, turnovers. Uh, should have had more. Um, I think the only little touchdown they got was off of. Yeah. Uh, should have been interception right there in the end zone. But we tipped it off our hands and knocked it to the tight end end. But I thought the defense looks very much improved. I can't wait to see them um, going going further, and I can't wait to see some starters this weekend play. You know, and you mentioned during the pregame show about Marcus Peters and what that addition, that veteran, that guy who's savvy, who's got his, uh, got the, 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 you know, the history of getting his hands on the ball and taking it back the other way, how much he can help that Raiders defense. When Marcus Peters is added to the mix and is actually out there playing, how much is he going to help those young dudes? Oh, he's going to help them so much. I talked to him Sunday. I mean, um, I talked to him Sunday after the game, and he's so excited to be a Raider. You know, him growing up as a Raider fan, I understand how excited he is to actually play for the Raiders. But, you know, he's just being himself. That's him. He's just bringing his normal mentality, just being himself to that locker room. And it's something that our secondary uh, lacked. I think the defensive line definitely has it with, with, with Crosby and Chandler. But it's something our secondary needed, some of that toughness, some of that, that swagger, um, getting our hands on the ball, being physical, being in guys' face, let them know we're going to be here all day. And um, that's what he brings. He, he's enjoying helping out these young guys from what I talk to him, and he can't wait to get it started. How big is it that 
Right, no doubt. And how, how big is it that, of course, the starters didn't play on Sunday, but the guys that were out there, they were playing like they were starters, and, and it's, it's almost like you didn't miss a beat. So just kind of having that trickle-down effect, how, how big could that potentially be, almost like they look like they have some good quality depth? Oh, we do definitely have depth. You know, it's hard to have depth because it's a long season. Now they add an extra game from when I was playing. So it's a long season. Guys are going to uh, get bumps and bruises, especially with this being such a physical go sport and, and for them to have depth i think um you hit on the two the gm did a great job of of really going out there and making every position have to have a battle people are battling for their spot nothing's really setting stone on that defense so those guys are, are like really battling it's a couple of spots that are but not not that many you know in the secondary so they're, they're battling they're out there competing and i love it donald penn is our guest here on radio nation radio 920 unnecessary roughness talking about what we saw on sunday at allegiance stadium and you have uh, familiarity with adam plant jr he's obviously the las vegas guy but you've known him for a long time know his family uh, for anyone who's not familiar with adam plant what 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 does he bring to the table man he has great size great length you know one thing when i was off of the tackle I, I didn't have the longest arms, and, and um, Adam Plant has long, long arms, so he's going to be able to set that edge very well on, on the pass game and, and be able to get his hands on the offensive lineman's chest before they can, and, and that's a great advantage to him. Uh, he, he really came out there with some great intensity, and what, look at that story. Growing up, playing all his childhood football in Vegas, going to UNLV, and actually making the um, Raiders. Hopefully he can't actually make the Raiders 53 roster. You know, I'm always for undrafted free agents because I was one. So right. that would be a great story, man. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, that would be. And you mentioned that on Sunday about being an undrafted free agent. Last year, four guys made the 53-man roster that were undrafted free agents. Uh, Coach McDaniels always tells us that it doesn't matter how you make it to the league. It's about sticking to the league once you get there. So these guys, Donald, they have, they have a, an opportunity now that they're in camp and, and getting a chance to showcase themselves. And especially now with the uh, different uh, rules where they don't make the final cut to the end. So these guys get to go all the way to the end and give it their all and really have uh, a, a more time to actually showcase their talent and, and, and try to make the team compared to when they had all these little cuts. You know, back when I played, they had three, three cuts before the final cut. You know, now they're yeah. just doing one big one. So, so I think that's going to help the guys a lot and make them feel more comfortable and not be um, – they can play faster – in the preseason, they won't be scared to make a mistake knowing that they have more time. And if they do make a mistake, they got two more games to uh, make up for it. Donald Penn is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Necessary rough. Just got a couple more questions for you. What For the people that say, you know, preseason games don't matter or preseason game number one doesn't matter, for a guy like you that was an undrafted free agent, how important are these preseason games? And these preseason games are, are everything and late-round guys and um, drafted guys because that's our way to showcase this. you got to understand, when um, when we're done playing, all the scouts in the NFL are watching all 32 um, teams every single preseason game. So, like I said, to Tampa, I start off in Minnesota. When I got to Tampa, they, they, they uh, picked me up solely off my preseason film. And I had a pretty good preseason to where Minnesota didn't even play me in the last preseason game to try to hide me. So that preseason is very, very important for these, for these young guys because they can really make a um, career for themselves like I did. Right, there's no doubt. They're auditioning for the whole entire league. And, DP, we'll get you out on this one. You're in L.A. You're going to be at practice on Wednesday. You're anticipating. What in particular are you going to be looking for from the Silver and Black as they all go up against the Rams and, more importantly, even Aaron Donald? Oh, you know I'm looking at that D-line O-line. You already know I'm looking at it. D-line no lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be looking at this rookie quarterback, too. And I, I haven't seen uh, Jimmy in person, too. So I, I want to see um, what he's going to look like. And I'm excited to see what um, 
uh, the tight end, uh, Michael uh, from Notre Dame. I, I'm excited yeah. to see what he looks like in person. I want to yeah. see how he's blocking and stuff because, you know, our tight ends are, are really big and our blocking scheme. So I'm really looking forward to, to see how he's how he's looking. And, and of course, um, I would love to see uh, Max Crosby, Max Crosby um, doing his thing. We always like to see Max. And, DP, I know you got to run. you got to go to football practice. How's that football team squaring up, man? How are they going to be looking this year? Man, we doing good, man. I got I got my old line uh, varsity's all juniors, but I got some good kids, man. I'm excited to see them, man. We, we're rolling, man, inch by inch. We got our first game this week, so we, we're getting ready. I, hey, man, I love high school football, man, so go out there, do your thing, coach them up, and uh, we'll be rooting for you. Appreciate your time, and thanks so much for joining me on Sunday. We had a great one. Thanks, thanks. Have a good one. Anytime. All right, brother. There he goes. Donald Penn, former Raider offensive lineman. I had a great time with DP on Sunday. Really did. I mean, just just going out there and, and being able to have a, a guy that's been there, done that. And, you know, one of our favorite – my favorite conversations that we had on Sunday was about that that drive. And I call it the drive. And uh, I, I want to say it might have been 2000 in. 16, maybe 15. I can't remember which what year it was. I want to say it was 2016. I want to say it was a Thursday night football game where they were playing Denver. The Raiders were going up against Denver, and they ran the same play I don't know how many times in a row to salt away the game, and Latavius Murray was running the rock, and they knew. Denver knew what play was coming, and DP said, yeah, we, we let them know what play is coming, but they couldn't stop us. <laughs> right? Just couldn't stop us. And I remember when that game happened. Like I said, I don't remember exactly what year it was. But, man, I remember that that same play call was was called. And it was just like three, four, five yards at a time, if not more. There was nothing Denver could do. And uh, DP said, man, that's what that's what we love to do. But he remembered that game. He also remembered and had a good laugh at it. That Thursday night game when Marcus Peters hit Derek Carr really late. And all of a sudden uh, – and that's when DP got into a fight with Marcus Peters. He said, I didn't even know it was Marcus. He just knew that it was somebody that attacked the quarterback, and so he went to get him. And that's when Marshawn ran off the uh, ran off the sideline. He got thrown out of the game. Marcus Peters and Marshawn were seen on BART later on, and uh, and DP told me during the pregame show that, that, you know, Marcus Peters' dad showed up to the spot. I guess they were all at, like, the barbershop or whatever shop they were at after the game, hanging out, you know, having a couple cold ones, just – talking shop and uh marcus peter's dad rolled up is like you dp you donald pin you don't pin you out there trying to fight my son and he was like yeah man it was a misunderstanding i didn't know you know i didn't know it was him he's like okay we good <laughs> like that but it was just so funny to hear those kind of stories and remember those plays when it happened and you know it's just that it was that was really good uh my man ari who's in the finley cadillac performance studio holding it down uh let me know that it was week nine of 2016 that was that uh that game the the raiders and the broncos where they just kept pounding and pounding and pounding that rock and everybody and their mother knew that same play was coming and it could not be stopped and that's when the offensive line is at its best head coach matt rule when he was at at baylor and I want to say maybe even Hugh Jackson said this one time, but it just stands out of my head when, when Matt Rule said it because I remember what he was trying to establish when he was at Baylor was trying to establish the run game. He said, I want to be able to run the rock when everybody in the stadium knows I'm about to run the rock. <laughs> I want to be able to run the rock. I want to say Hugh Jackson said that as well, but it's like I said, Matt Rule said it to us when, uh, when I was covering Baylor back in, uh, in, in Central Texas. And it just stands out because that's, that's when you know that you're at your best. When you can get that offensive line blocking downhill and, and, and there's nothing that the opponent can do, it's almost one of those feelings where you know that you're the weak link or, or your unit's the weak link and you're about to get exposed and there's nothing you can do. Like in basketball when you also, all of a sudden got a mismatch and they yell, mouse in the house, mouse in the house, mouse in the house. You're thinking, damn, I'm the mouse. <laughs> you, you start bending over, you're like, damn, I'm the, 
I'm the mouse. I'm about to I'm about to get exposed and, and there's just nothing you could do about it. You just you know, you just gotta hope that it's not as bad <laughs> as it sounds, right? You're about to be a done deal. So many thanks to Donald Penn uh, for joining us there, kicking us off opening drive here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Threw a couple questions out there to you. Without being over the top, how encouraged are you by the way the team played on Sunday, and in particular the defense? And then what stood out to you the most by the performance of one Aiden O'Connell? We'll get a couple quick texts in, and we'll take a break. Uh, <laughs> uh, Trey in Kansas City said, Donald Penn sounds like my Hennessy drinking con- cousin. That's <laughs> Trey and KC. I'm not mad at that. Uh, I bet you your Hennessy drinking cousin is a good dude, a fun dude, right? <laughs> you drinking that hen, you're probably a fun dude as far as I'm concerned. Thanks for that text. Jay in Vegas said, I was really impressed with Aiden O'Connell. He was very poised and composed where compared to Bryce Young where he took some hits, C.J. Stroud who played like a deer in the headlights, and Anthony Richardson who did throw a nice touchdown but was very antsy, almost too excited. It looked like O'Connell was relaxed and he looked like he belonged. Obviously it was the first preseason game, but I was pleasantly surprised. Again, that's Jay in Vegas. and Yeah, that was the thing. I didn't know what to expect from Aiden O'Connell. When I knew he was getting the start, I thought, okay, cool, we get to see something. One, I didn't know he was going to play as long as he did. Well into the third quarter. It's so funny. I kept seeing people on Twitter saying, all right, Aiden O'Connell's day is over, like at halftime. And I was like, who said that? Who made that call? You know, because nobody has said nothing to us. We're in the press box and nobody has said something like that. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe not. Oh, well, hold on. He's still in. But it was just because the defense made so many plays. I mean, it made sense for him to come out at at, at halftime because they were getting the ball to start the, the third quarter. So that made sense. And then I don't know when they planned on pulling him, but they kept taking them, putting them out there, putting them out there. The defense kept putting them in position where he's getting the ball in, in pretty good field position. So it's like, okay, let's see what this guy could do. And I thought he checked all the boxes. I really did. I mean, was there a couple of passes he'd like to have back? Probably. But, I mean, you throw three incompletions and two were drops. I don't think that there's a whole lot that you can complain about, right? And, again, he just looked like he was very poised, very under control. He didn't get too high or too low. I, I like the note that Jay said about Anthony Richardson because that's the guy I'm definitely paying attention to. He said before the game, you know, how pumped up he was. I can't wait to get out there. I'm so excited, this and that. And I remember I was on ESPN National Radio on Saturday, and I, was, and I was listening to Anthony Richardson talk, and I said, man, I just hope he don't go out there and get too, and is too pumped up, and it kind of hyperventilates. And it looked early on like he was a little too amp- amped up, a little too, you know, fired up to be out there. And it's understandable. Who's not going to be fired up, right? Through that interception that, you know, I guess that could be, you could put that on the, on the wide receiver, but I kind of look at it as Anthony Richardson thought he can get away with the pass that he got away with in college and realized I can't get away with that pass in the NFL because they're going to take it all the time. But, again, the two questions that we throw out there to you, without being over the top, how encouraged are you by the way the team played on Sunday, in particular the defense, and what stood out to you the most by the performance of one Aiden O'Connell? 69187, keyword R&R. And, of course, you can hit us up right now at 702-365-9200. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Allen looking deep over the middle, intercepted, picked off, it was tipped. Raiders coming in on return, down to the five. Brought down, get in, down to the two-yard line. Sam Webb on the interception. Another big play by the Raider defense. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. The Raiders had opportunities to get their hands on about four balls. They left a couple of them on the field. 
But Sam Webb came up with that one right there late in the game, took it back just about to the house, not all the way, but got really close. Nice play by the young man, Sam Webb. Amari Bernie, the linebacker, the rookie, he had an opportunity late in the first half to come up with an interception that he might have been able to take it to the house as well if he came up with it. He didn't. Uh, he put it on the ground. And then Duke Shelley was the one, unfortunately, who had the ball in his hands, bounced out of his hands, and into a 49ers tight end's hands for a touchdown. So that is the worst-case scenario when you have a situation like that. So that happened to Shelley. But Sam Webb, as you heard right there from the call from JT, who did a fantastic job, I want to commend him again for the job he did on the call, him and Lincoln Kennedy and Eric Allen. Uh, that, that was really good. But uh, he came up with that play and took it back and set the Raiders up first and goal. And they, of course, capitalized, as they did a lot on, uh, on Sunday, coming up with a 34-7 victory over the San Francisco 49ers. Since JT was on the call, myself and Donald Penn was on the pre- and the post-game show, we had an opportunity to catch up with former Raider linebacker Kirk Morrison. You'll hear that conversation. Captain Kirk is one of my favorite Raiders of all time, just because of the, the era that I grew up in, and me and Kirk have been really good friends for a very long time, so it's always great to catch up with them. So at one point, Raider Nation, just peep this out. At one point, I mean, I say I'm blessed all the time, and I know a lot of people just think that's probably just me, just, you know, whatever. But it's not. I, I literally mean how blessed I am. I'm on stage at the Torch doing the pregame show. I got Kirk Morrison to the side of me, and I got Donald Penn on the side of him. Right? It's just us three dudes. Two former Oakland Raiders and a dude from Oakland, California that was a Raider fan. Grew up a Raider fan. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's just like it doesn't really get any better than that. It was one of those kind of pinch me moments. We're doing the pregame show. Obviously, I love doing radio. Love being on Raider Nation Radio. Love being on ESPN. We're on Compass Media. Right, we're on the national pregame show. Anyone who plays the Raiders heard us. Good, bad, ugly, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> they heard us on Sunday. And it was such a great moment. And then to take it a step further, I'm already happy because I'm in this moment and I'm doing what I do. But then I have my family in the building too. Right? My mom makes her, her debut at Allegiant Stadium. She had never been to Allegiant Stadium. She's lived here in Henderson a lot longer than I have, right? a lot longer, but uh, finally decided that she was going to come out and check out a game. So she's in attendance. The wife's in attendance. Little Sarah's in attendance, right? So that's great. And then also my cousin Jesse and his mom, my Aunt Monica, they're in town too. So everyone's in town. We're all having a great time. I mean, it's just, again, a blessing on top of blessing on top of blessing. And we're all gathered here at the Raider game, at Allegiant Stadium. Now, you got to forgive Jesse and Monica. They're 49er fans, but someone's got to root for the other team, right? <laughs> someone's got to root for the other team, but, you know, they're Bay Area Cats. Uh, Jesse lives – they live in Sacramento now, but, I mean, it's just – it was just so much fun just to be able to have the whole family there and it, to be up there on stage and do what I do. And, you know, it's just – it was, it was crazy, man. It was wild. And so it was one of those days that I honestly will never forget. Uh, I believe that this, this Saturday, whoever I do the pregame show and postgame show, it will probably be better because it won't be my very first time doing it. So every time that I, you know, fumbled the ball, I won't fumble it this time, right? And I'm sure by the end of the preseason, it'll be great. But uh, just having that opportunity, man, I, I couldn't be more thankful and appreciative for moments like that. So that's just part of the day. But obviously on the field, as far as everyone else is concerned, what the Raiders was able to do was pretty stick and impressive as well. I don't want to get too high on one preseason game. As we know, the Raiders went 4-0 in the preseason last year. But I'll tell you, and we'll go to Lois Cali Raider in a minute, but I'll tell you right now, the way that they went 4-0 last year was one thing. The way that they played yesterday, to me, felt different. Not saying that that means that they're going to also be this phenomenal team in the regular season, but it just felt different the way they went about it. And if you, know, if you think I'm wrong, that's fine. 
Call me out. Say I'm wrong. I'm okay with that. That's why we have open lines. That's why we have the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R, 702-365-9200. But I do want to ask, without being over the top, how encouraged are you by the way the team played on Sunday, and particularly the defense? And then what stood out to you the most by the performance of one Aiden O'Connell? As promised, Lois Cali Raider, you're going to start us off, man. Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's going on, Keith? How you doing? I'm blessed. Hey, man, you did an amazing job yesterday with the, with the pregame and the postgame show. And JT did a fantastic job on the radio, man. I just want to give a shout-out to him. But you Appreciate know what? Al Davis said one thing. Al Davis said within the first five to ten plays, the QB's got to go down. He's got to go down hard. And one thing I really liked is how our defense was able to get to the quarterback on the opening drive and sack him two times. And, you know, whenever the Raiders do that to me, usually that's a good indicator that we're going to have a good game. And so that's one thing that I was really hyped about, man. That was, thank you for taking my call. Hey, thank you for making the call. Good point. Great point. And it's funny, when this show started, we used to have the opening, uh, the opening, uh, not the drive, but the, 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 you know, the kind of the, I don't know, the intro to the show. It used to always have Al Davis saying, you know, the quarterback must go down, the quarterback must go down hard. And you're right, to get two sacks out of the first three snaps, and, and Donald Penn said it on the, on the postgame show, Q, I don't care what quarterback you are. If you get sacked two out of the first three plays, that's going to be in your mind that, oh, those guys are coming. Those guys are coming. It will be in your mind. He said it don't matter what quarterback you are in the National Football League, if you're a rookie or you've been around forever. If you get hit two out of the first three plays, you're going to think about it throughout the course of the game. That's a great point that you bring up. Thanks so much for the call, Lois Kelly Raider. We definitely appreciate you. Up next, we'll go out to our guy, Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? Hey, man, that was a good good call. Like you said, man, quarterback must go down and must go down hard. But, Q, yesterday what I liked to see, I liked to see how Aiden, o- Aiden came in from snap one. That dude didn't blink, man. He didn't blink. I'm, I'm watching. I'm understanding this preseason. We all understand, but we get a little hype when we see something like that because for a rookie quarterback, fourth round, to come in and play like he played yesterday, Q, it blew it blew me back, and it's making me put the restraints on to say, now calm down, passionate, calm down. It's <laughs> week one. But, man, and then to put the cherry on top was that defense. Oh, man, I don't care if it's preseason or not. Trey Lance was a first-round draft pick. They used a lot of capital to go get that man, and that man looked like he didn't even know what football was. <laughs> that's what we need to keep happening. Because I was in a little space today, I heard people talking all preseason. With, no, let me tell you something. When you've got third and fourth rounders, guys that aren't even going to be playing on the team, and they're going out there and executing the way they did yesterday, 34-7, to that just makes me – Still want to tell myself, calm down, but it makes me smile inside that these guys are actually maybe, are they getting something? Is there something happening? Calm down, Paxton, calm down. But for real, Q, what they put on the field yesterday was nothing but beautiful for a week one in preseason. You couldn't ask for a better showing to the 49ers at home. Get your bags and get dressed. 49 All right, there he goes, Passionate Raider. Have no idea what you said in the last five seconds there, but okay. <laughs> I get the excitement. And, again, like I said, trying to still have realistic, 
you know, thoughts and not get too high on one win, but I understand what you're saying. I do understand with the energy that the defense had, the way that they were flying around. Again, I was very encouraged by it. But on top of that, this is something I've been encouraged by in training camp. This is something I've been encouraged by in practice. And when I tweet out, oh, there was an interception right there. Masterson got one. Spillane got one. Peters got one. Shelley's got one. When we're doing that and talking about that and everyone's replying with, yeah, whatever, doesn't matter, this, that, and the other, I understand because there's been a lot of times where you feel like, okay, maybe this team is going in the right direction only to be let down later. Well, I'm just glad that everyone was able to see that watched the game or listened to the game was able to actually understand what I'm seeing right now. And understand, like, okay, Vinny's not trying to gas me up. Vic's not trying to gas me up. Q's not trying to make stuff up and gas me up and get me excited about this team where there's nothing to be excited about. There's something there. They've got to keep building on it. But there's definitely something there as far as I'm concerned with this defense in particular. And if the defense can come out and play pretty well early on, the pressure's not on the offense to go out there and be lights out. Of course, you want them to play at a high level, but the offense, you don't have to put the pressure on them to be lights out. Let's stick right here in the 702. Let's talk to our guy, Ruben. Ruben, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Shannon, you're up. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. Appreciate you taking my call. First-time caller. Um, I, I, what I don't get is I'm listening to all these prognosticator shows that are going on right now. And they're talking about how the Raiders are like the second or third team to finish with the worst record and get the number one draft pick. What is wrong with people? I mean, if you ask me, the Raiders are definitely beating Denver in the division. There's no doubt about that. They've got the better wide receivers. They got the better offensive line. They got the better running back if Jacobs come back. I mean, I don't. To me, the Raiders have a top five to seven offense. And if the defense could just come around and show any kind of life, they're going to be right there. Last year in that Monday night game, we had the lead against Kansas City. They gave it up. Uh, it was just a couple of bad play calls when they were going down the field to try and win it. Uh, they blew the lead against Arizona and a couple other games. So I don't understand. I just don't understand why people are bashing the Raiders when I see them as a 10. And if things go well, maybe an 11-win team. What do you think? Well, and thank you for the call, Shannon. I appreciate you. And, uh, Ruben, we'll get you in a minute. Um, Shannon, I, I think that there's a lot of questions still, right? And, and, look, we are, you know, we are Raider fans, right? I'll be the first one to say this. So we are uh, ones that want to see a really good product out there. I was the guy that believed this team was a 10 or 11 win team a season ago, and it didn't happen, right? And so they only won six games. So there's a lot of questions out there you know, nationally about this team. There's a lot of questions. Can this team do this, that, and the other? But, in, in, you know, to, to kind of back up what you're saying, these guys that are, are you know, saying that they're going to win five games, four games, maybe they're going to get the first pick in the overall draft. I mean, they're looking at it. They're saying, okay, well, they have Jimmy G, and he's got injury uh, history, which is something I was concerned about before the Raiders signed him. That was my biggest, that was my biggest like, no, my biggest red flag when it came to him signing with the team is because of the injury history. So, one, you're counting on him being healthy, right? Of course, there's a question with Josh Jacobs, but I do believe he comes back. But until he signs, I mean, there's always, I guess, the it's still out there, even though I saw Dave Ziegler signing autographs at the game and uh, fans telling him to get Josh Jacobs in there, and he's saying he'll get it taken care of. So, you know, I thought that was kind of cool on the, on the GM's part. But there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of questions, right? Is, is, is these guys, are, are these guys that Josh McDaniels has brought in and Dave Ziegler's brought in that are, are their guys, are they going to be able to take that next step? 
You know, Waller's no longer there. He was a big-time weapon, but he was hurt, right? So I just feel like there's a lot of questions. That's why when I went through the schedule, I, I could see a way. Going through the schedule, just me looking at it, I could see a way where the Raiders win 9, 10, 11 games. And, and I feel good about that, not like I'm just giving them victories because I'm a Raider fan, right? But I also could look at it and say, well, they could go five wins here, right? And, and, and if, if things go bad, if things all of a sudden just, you know, kind of fall off the rails – I'll tell you this, before yesterday, I didn't know Aiden O'Connell was going to look like that, right? I didn't have any idea that Aiden O'Connell was going to be that good. And I don't know if anybody that's called in or listened to the show has ever thought that Aiden O'Connell was going to be as good as he was in his first performance. And if there is someone who believed that Aiden O'Connell was that dude and he was going to go out there and shine like that, I'd love to hear from him. Because I don't remember anybody calling in and saying that this dude is going to be the truth. There were some people that believed in him, but they didn't believe in him like that, that he was going to have that kind of performance that he showed on Sunday. And again, just one preseason game against the San Francisco 49ers who didn't have their, you know, ones in either. So, I mean, it was, it was a lot of backups on backups. But you play who's out there, and that's what he did, and he did a really good job. So thank you so much for that call. And like Donald Penn told me in the postgame show, Q, it's okay that nobody believes that the team's going to be good. He's like, I'd rather that them, them not think that the team's going to be good and then us just jump up and, and, and bite them. And, and then they, they all of a sudden say, like, oh, wait, where'd this team come from? Yeah, that's the team that you haven't talked about all year. And all of a sudden, here they are. And he said that that's what happened to the Raiders in 2016. He said nobody thought we were going to be a good team that year. And he said there's people in the, in, the, in the building who didn't think we were going to be a good team that year. Even with that first victory, Shannon, you go back to 2016, that first victory against the Saints. Remember how they won it? They were losing. And then Jalen Richard, remember him? He busted that big, long run. And then all of a sudden, they had that last-second play where they got in the end zone and then went for two. And, and ended up winning that game in New Orleans and shocked everybody. That's kind of how everything started for, for them in 2016 was that game against New Orleans. I remember that. It wasn't like it was yesterday, and that's what DP told me. Q, nobody thought we were going to be a good team that year. And we were damn good. If it wasn't for that Christmas Eve game, which just happened to be the only sack he gave up that whole season, and he was beating himself up after that too. He was so upset that he gave up that, that one sack that allowed Derek to get injured. But that's a story for another day. Shannon, thanks so much for that call. I appreciate you. 2.46 at the time. What we'll do is we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get to Ruben in Vegas. We'll get to Paul from Temecula and also Mitch in New Jersey. All three of you are on deck when we come back. It's Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. 251 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. My man Ari, he's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call this Studio Q. And we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. We don't have any guests till 3.30 when we'll have Coach Mike Martz, engineer of the greatest show on turf from the 33rdteam.com to talk about the Raiders and his expectations for Jimmy G, Josh McDaniels, the Raiders' offense, defense, special teams, all that good stuff. All things Raiders with Coach Mike Martz. That's coming up at 3.30. But as mentioned, want to hear from you. Ruben in Vegas, you're up first. What's on your mind, brother? Welcome to the show. No much. Thank you for having me, Q. Just wanted to say, man, I felt good being back in that stadium yesterday. I mean, the vibe was good, even though it was a lot of red, which, oh, well, it is what it is. Yeah. But uh, just the vibe, man. You know, like I said, preseason, not going to take too much into it. You know, it was just good being in that stadium. Hearing that music, they played a lot of West Coast beats in between, which I like. And uh, just having a good time, man. I'm just looking forward to the season. So, uh, have some commodity. It felt good seeing uh, Devontae out there actually walking around back and forth in the field, even though he didn't suit up, you know, with that leg injury uh, scare we had in practice. But other than that, just have your uh, thought. What's your opinion about uh, 
the free agent linebacker Van Noy. Think you'd be a good fit with us? Thanks hey, for thank you for the thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. And I don't know. That's a good when you talk about uh, uh, Van Noy. Maybe right. I mean, he's a guy that's very familiar with the you know with the Patriots. He was he was with them for some time. He he knows the, uh, the kind of scheme that they run. Uh, he seems like a guy that every time I think he's old, he's not really old, right? He he every time I feel like he's getting older. He still ends up making plays with whatever team, so I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I know that they're very high on Masterson in year two, and we'll see. Spillane is there. They brought him in. They feel good about him. Uh, Diablo, he's got to you know, step up, but uh, I think right now they're going to tinker with a, you know, the position a little bit. They have a few different guys that they're looking at, but I think that they're expecting a big step up uh, from Luke Masterson in year two, but we'll see. But that's a really good, uh, that's a really good question. And then just the call about being back in the, the building and, and checking out some Raider football, even though there was a lot of red. I'll tell you, and I said this is Donald Penn in the postgame show, the way to get rid of that is, is consistently win at home. You want, to, you want to cut back on the opponent's fan base being in the building? I know there's always going to be some there. Like, I'm not foolish. I do realize that. But you want to start to eliminate some of that? Win consistently at home. That's up to them. That's up to the Raiders to, to win consistently at home. Paul from Temecula, you're up next. What's on your mind, brother? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Q? Thanks for having me on, man. Yes, sir. Hey, Appreciate uh, you. Before I get started, hey, um, is that you doing those uh, commercials for a Panda Law Group? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, good for you, Q. You're a man of all trades, man. What <laughs> a hustle. Good for you. <laughs> I thought I'd recognize your voice. Anyway, yes, sir. man. Hey, um, <laughs> Super encouraging, obviously about about the win um, yesterday on Sunday and all that. Um, so here, here's my opinion. Here's my my expectation for this defense. If this defense is gonna um, continue to grow and and improve, like 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 we've seen it growing and improving and all that, then my expectation is that that this defense and this team should be able to win the games against second tier quarterbacks. And what I mean by that is if you go down the schedule and, and you, you, you see the team that we're playing, like look at their quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So if we go, okay, you know, like we should be able to if, – if our, if our defense does improve and it seems like and it's looking like it's improving, then we should be able to beat a Jordan Love when, when we play the yeah. Packers. Right. Uh, uh, um, uh, Justin Fields when we play the Bears. Uh, Jared Goff when we play the Lions, Right. So my expectation is that defense should play good enough to keep us in those games, to win those games. Now the real test is going to come when we play the, the elite quarterbacks, right? right? When we play the, the Mahomes, um, the Herberts, right? Um, Aaron Rodgers, when we play the Jets. So that's, that's when I feel like, you know, the, the true test is going to come. But, but if our defense improves, and it sounds like they are improving, and, and, and given that, um, you know, our offense and our and our special teams is going to do what they need to do. Then I think if, if we look at it as a matchup wise, then we should be confident enough and say, "Hey, we're playing against uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Our defense should be keep should be able to keep us in the game. We're playing against Jared Goff. We should our defense should keep us in the game." All right, Paul. Thanks for the call, my man. Running out of time. I get what you're saying. The tier two guys, maybe the tier three guys for sure. The elite guys will be the major test. We'll continue to take calls and texts. Plus, you'll hear from Captain Kirk, Kirk Morrison on the other side. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.